Welcome to Advance, a podcast devoted to helping strengthen churches for gospel movement. I'm your host, Brian Moak, Vice President of Church Strengthening with Convergement America. Today is episode six, and we're going to address the issue of the pastor and self-care. It is my firm belief that the single most important aspect to having a healthy church is a healthy pastor. Unfortunately, too many pastors are not healthy. Even as we're recording this podcast today, the Christian world is reeling once again with the news that another pastor has taken his own life. Sadly, this isn't an isolated case. Even over the last 12 to 18 months, several stories have surfaced of pastors who have done the same. So why in the world is this happening? And why does pastoral ministry seem to be taking an increasingly devastating toll on our emotional, physical, and spiritual well-beings as pastors? And how do we protect ourselves as pastors from issues like burnout, losing our call, addictions, and more? Well, to help us talk about the issue of pastoral self-care, I have asked Sean Nemechek, former Converge Mid-America pastor and now regional director for West Michigan uh, branch of Pastor in Residence Ministries, which is a ministry dedicated to the restoration of broken pastors. So Sean, thanks for being on our podcast today and helping us in these short minutes really to tackle this amazingly deep and uh, and thorough needing subject. Thanks for having me, Brian. I'm really excited to get into this discussion. It's so important. Man, it is. And I'm so glad uh, that you're willing to do this. Hey, just uh, for people who will be listening to this and don't know uh, who you are, give me the two-minute Sean Nemechek story. <laughs> All right. I'll focus on uh, my ministry life. Uh, I was uh, born into a, a family of pastors. I'm a third-generation pastor. Um, and uh, while I was in seminary, uh, my wife became pregnant with my son, and uh, we decided it was time for me to, to strike out into ministry. And so after uh, one year of seminary, I became a senior pastor of a, a small rural church. Uh, we were there for 18 years. Um, wow. During that, that time, uh, I experienced uh, some great blessing. We saw God do some amazing things in the church, but I also experienced three separate periods of significant burnout. Uh, it was through that time of uh, learning that conflict and, and overwork and trauma all lead to burnout, but really the big thing for me was the lack of self-care. Hmm. And so I, I made a deep dive into uh, just the area of self-care and soul care, um, and uh, started to learn some things and, and through that began to uh, coach other pastors. And I had a friend I was coaching that was forced out of ministry uh, by a very toxic church. Hmm. And uh, that really had a major impact on, on me and where I'm at right now. Uh, walking through that time with him, uh, helped me to see that churches need some training in how to care for pastors. Pastors need some significant training in how to care for their own souls. So I launched a website called The Pastor's Soul. Uh, it's just pastorsoul.com, P-A-S-T-O-R-S-O-U-L.com, uh, where I, I train churches how to care for their pastors, and I train pastors how to care for their uh, their own souls. I use the the phrase, investing in your pastor's joy for the good of the church. Mm, that's and uh, so. 
I started doing that, and then God led us out of ministry. My wife was offered a job uh, here in Grand Rapids. Uh, it's kind of her dream job, and and through that, God led us to PIR ministry. So now I'm a regional director for for PIR, uh, where we help pastors who have been forced out of ministry. That's our primary. Uh, focus, but we also help pastors with uh, personal renewal through friendship and coaching and various renewal plans. And then we train churches how to create a culture of ministry health. So this this work really dovetails really well with my my website. And uh, now we've begun uh, recording our own podcast. And uh, that one's called Hope Renewed. It's designed to help pastors who are struggling find uh, new hope for healthy ministry. So this conversation is is really what I'm all about. Yeah, that's awesome. And I know you are, and I, I have so much appreciated just the the uh, blogs you've written, articles you've written, uh, and uh, now your work with PIR is, is, is so great. We'll probably talk about that a little bit more as we go along. Hey, my first question for you is, what, what does self-care mean? as it relates to the pastor and 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 why is it so critical for church health let me answer this second half of that first why is self care of the pastor critical for church health uh hebrews 13:17 is kind of the the verse that i continually hone down on uh, where it's talking to the church and saying that they need to obey their pastors but at the end of the verse um it, it says let them do this with joy and not with groaning for that would be of no advantage no to you. Um, and so I've kind of come to the conclusion that a joyful pastor is a more effective pastor. Hmm. And uh, Edwin Friedman kind of relates to this a little bit in his his book, Failure of Nerve. He talks about the church being um, a family system so that everybody's interrelated and uh, the joy or the grief of one affects everyone. This is especially true in a small church. But when it comes to the pastor, it's, it's hugely important. Uh, the healthier a pastor is, the more health he brings to his church. Uh, the more joyful a pastor is, the more joyful the environment of the church will be. Uh, so the health of the pastor is, is hugely important for the life and growth of the church. Uh, when it comes to self-care, what does that look like? Uh, it's more than just... Uh, spending time in the word and, and prayer. Those are huge and important parts of it, but it's really uh, an overarching look at the, the total health of the person of the pastor. Uh, it involves making sure we're caring for our bodies. Uh, we're engaged in, in growing and in caring for our mind. Uh, we're dealing with emotions, bad and good. Uh, we're investing in our spirit, in our relationship with God. It's its really uh, just a total care of the whole person that flows through relationship with God and others. Um, I like to talk about soul care as the way of attending to the health of the whole person, uh, starting with relationship with God and self. Uh, there's a lot of uh, literature throughout Christian history where uh, theologians talk about the most important things that we can know uh, are the character and the nature of God and then knowing ourselves. And these two things are are interrelated. The more we know of God, the better we know ourselves. The better we know ourselves, the more we know of God. And uh, so self-care is a lot of getting to know yourself, 
what you need, the, the things you need for health, and how that relates to your relationship with God. And that it's from that relationship that we're able to minister to the church. That's good. I know that everybody's job is hard. I don't, I don't care what field you're in and there's stressors in all of that. And so I always, when I talk about how difficult it is to be a pastor, I, I always want to be careful that I recognize that there are other taxing fields but I also know that one of the reasons that it is so difficult to be a pastor is we're dealing with the spiritual realm. And we have an enemy that is not trying to create mischief in our lives. He is trying to destroy us. And as pastors, we are his first target, our uh, ourselves and our families. And so I just think it's so important for us as pastors to be reminded that the enemy will get our church if he can get our pastor. <laughs> that's, that's his right. sort of, that's the way that he functions. And and so it, it is so critical. I just affirm everything that you've been saying as it relates to our self-care is because the, the spiritual burden that we carry uh, and the battle that is being waged in the heavenlies, uh, really so much of that rests where we live as pastors. And so, as we're thinking through all this self-care stuff, what, what give me what are the sort of telltale signs that we are not doing well in the area of our self-care? Now, and I know you're probably going to meddle physically and tell me I got to exercise more, so I know that's coming, so just go for it. <laughs> well, I, I think it's important to recognize all of us can do better in this area. Um, so even even though we've got some signs that we're not doing well, that, that doesn't let any of us off the hook here. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's also important to recognize that there are aspects of pastoral ministry that, that do make it in some ways harder than others. Uh, for example, the counseling side of pastoral ministry. A professional counselor can send their clients home and not deal with them very much between now and the next uh session. Pastor gets to see though he sees counseling every week and is involved with them. And so there's there's a heavier weight sometimes of relationship uh, within that, that ministry. Um, I wrote an article called Signs Your Pastor Needs Rest. Hmm. And in that article, we talked about uh, some of the warning signs of burnout, which is the phrase I use to describe uh, a lack of self-care. Um, I talked about internal symptoms. So these are things that only the pastor would know. Uh, There's some relational symptoms. Uh, Those are things that people around would pick up and then behavioral symptoms. So let me just run down lists on those for you real quick. Some some internal symptoms that a pastor isn't doing well. Difficulty concentrating, mentally and physically tired. Uh, Mind that's preoccupied constantly, having trouble focusing, uh, bottled up emotions, you know, or stuffed Mm -hmm. emotions, uh, feeling apathy or sadness without really understanding why, um, feeling numb, and you just don't feel much of anything at all, Mm -hmm. uh, difficulty sleeping, uh, and then chronic physical ailments. So if Pastors suffering from back pain or headaches or knee pain, quite often these are actually signs that they're not doing self-care 
well. And it's not just the physical exercise piece. It can be a, a whole combination. All of these different areas are, are interrelated. So those are some of the internal symptoms symptoms. Relational symptoms would include withdrawing from people or, or isolation, um, blaming others for the way you're feeling or the lack of success or things, defensiveness, uh, which kind of goes along with that, experiencing shame, uh, especially uh, shame that's, that's really hard to, to get out of. Um, Complaining about administrative duties. This this one is is huge. Or it doesn't have to be administrative <laughs> duties, but the things that that we have to do in ministry that maybe don't energize us, they they become more draining than normal. Um, uh, and then another relational symptom is we're just receiving more complaints because people will pick up on the the subtle reality that we're not doing well, and then that'll show up in other areas. Um, some behavioral symptoms of a pastor who needs to improve his self-care. Uh, one is avoiding sleep. You know, they're staying up late at night, uh, watching TV or doing things. Just They just don't want to go to bed because they're wanting to avoid the next day. Um, poor hygiene, uh, you know, just not taking care of yourself regularly. Uh, overwork is another sign. Uh, pastors who aren't doing well in self-care often throw themselves into the work far more than they're able to sustain, hmm. and uh, it's not healthy. Uh, compulsive behaviors, uh, this can be eating, uh, binge-watching TV, gambling, you know, all sorts of different things that we use to numb uh, ourselves, numb our, our souls a little bit. Uh, we can take too much responsibility in areas. Uh, so a pastor can become responsible for things that aren't really his to carry, that things that he should be letting others uh, handle uh, and, and they need to handle. So an example uh, of that might be a pastor uh, micromanaging uh, the leaders in his church, becoming over-responsible, pushing his stress onto them. Um, Self-medicating is another one, you know, mm -hmm. and, and this, this can go all the way to the extreme of, of addiction to, to alcohol, to drugs. We've, we've actually seen pastors fall, prominent pastors fall because of uh, this type of situation. And then the, the big one is, is just moral compromise, um, moral failures of, of uh, things like adultery, pornography, addiction, uh, that often flows from a lack of self-care. Hmm. Wow. That list that you just gave right there is gold. And uh, I hope that everyone who listens to this is writing down and sort of using it, uh, writing it down and using it as a, a diagnostic tool, if you will. Um, because as even as you're going through that list, I'm just getting pictures of guys in, in even my sphere of influence that that I, I think are in danger of yeah. of, of, of getting into that place of burnout and and uh, especially you know as as we're recording this podcast we're in the middle of this pandemic and uh man there's this sort of blurring the lines between work and home and there is this uh different kind of stress going on that is that is different than we've been in before we're not getting vacations because there's nowhere to go vacate anyway mm -hmm. and uh, so on and on it goes and so what a great 
list to just sort of keep in front of us as reminders of how we need to be uh, able to diagnose ourselves as, as to where we are on this continuum. So you gave us a great diagnosis. What's the prescription? So what are we going to what are we going to do if we are sick, if you will, uh, in our relationship to self-care? Let's uh, speak to the extreme case, the pastor who's who's really um, not doing well at all. Um, I, I have five things that I recommend that uh, pastors do. The, the first thing is to get away mm. to recover. Step away physically from the place where you're struggling. Mm. Um, that can be getting away from home and work, um, getting out of the community that you're in. I, like you said, right now with all this isolation, that's hard to do. Uh, but as soon as you can't get get away for a few days, uh, 24 hours minimum, uh, to just create some distance. And, and that distance is going to be important for the second step, and that's get alone with God. Mm-hmm. Uh, spend some time in silence and solitude and uh, just s- being with God, listening to what's stirring in your soul and asking the Holy Spirit to help you process uh, some of those things. Uh, Ruth Haley Barton shares an illustration that her her spiritual director shared with her. She said, uh, you're so busy, you're like a jar of river water that's all shaken up and it's all cloudy and you need to get the silence and solitude for uh, to to, to let everything settle so that you can find clarity again. Mm. And I think that's just a great illustration of what pastors need. They need to get away and then they need to to be quiet and still and just listen for what comes to the surface. Um, once they've done that, then they need to get some help. Uh, so you can't just isolate because then that leads to depression. We need to, to get some help from people. There's five relationships that I uh, tell pastors that they need in their lives. Uh, the first one is just a good friend, somebody who you can hang out with and have fun, who loves you just for you, and they don't want anything from you. This is not ministry in any way. It's just a place to go and you know blow off steam and, and have fun. Uh, secondly, uh, they need a mentor, somebody that they can go to and talk about ministry problems that is close by. Uh, that they can have breakfast with maybe once a week or once a month and just bounce some ideas off. When I was struggling, I had a a local pastor who took me out for breakfast every Thursday and I would share my ministry struggles and he would say, yep, that's what it's like. And in hearing that what I was going through was normal, was so helpful for me. So having a mentor who can just help you through some of those things. Um, the, the third relationship is a coach. A ministry coach uh, is really important. Somebody that can be objective, who's not close to the situation, but has a little bit of objectivity, can help you ask the right questions um, and just understand what's going on uh, in ministry. Uh, the next one would be a spiritual director. Uh, somebody who can help you listen to the movement of the Holy Spirit in your life. This doesn't necessarily have to be a, a trained spiritual director, although that can be really good. But but just a friend, uh, another pastor who's really good at listening to your story and hearing what the Holy Spirit is doing. 
And then the, the last relationship that I talk about is a counselor. I think every pastor should be talking to a licensed professional Christian counselor on a regular basis, even if that's just once a year for a, a health check. Uh, I would recommend more often, but uh, I think the, those five relationships are, are really important. So you get help to heal. Uh, step four is you get clear uh, to find hope. So getting clear means recognizing uh, the emotions that are going on. You get clear, what am I feeling and why am I feeling this? Uh, you get clear, what's the root of the problem? What's deep down going on in my soul uh, that is causing the root? Because too often we end up dealing with the symptoms rather than the root. Um, then we, we need to get clear on a path forward for, for health and uh, understanding our calling and establishing some new boundaries, probably. And then the last thing I talk about is just getting some structure, uh, developing some new rhythms, healthy rhythms uh, of prayer and scripture reading um, and Sabbath rest, which is huge. It's hugely important. Uh, and other spiritual disciplines uh, to make sure that we're caring for ourselves uh, on a regular basis so that this sickness doesn't happen again. Hmm. Wow. Thank you so much. Uh, this has just uh, been rich, uh, a, a lot of wonderful things uh, to think about. I just, I know a lot of the guys who uh, are going to be listening to this podcast are Convergent America guys. And I, I, one of the things we do as part of our part of our movement is we have what's called the MAP program, which is an opportunity for our pastors to get counseling at a greatly reduced price. 25% of the cost is what is what the outlay for you is. And so I just want to encourage uh, our pastors and, and full-time staff and their families, uh, it goes for all of them, that, that you would check out uh, our website and, uh, and, and see how you might... Uh, do some of that counseling care. Uh, I've done it. I know you've done it. Yep. It's just really critical. You know, we, we get a, we get an annual checkup at the doctor. Well, we should get an annual checkup from uh, another kind of doctor that, that will help us in that way. So I really appreciate that. Hey, um, we're, I want you to close in prayer with us in a second, but um, this ministry of PIR is, is really uh, an important one and we don't have time to go into all that it does, but if uh, why don't you share with us again, how can uh, someone get in touch with PIR, Pastor in Residence Ministry, to learn more, or if they would like to talk to you to learn more, how can they uh, get in touch with you? Yeah, they can uh, go to PIRministries.org. Uh, that's our website. They can find a way to connect with me through that, or they can connect with me through the pastorsoul.com. Uh, and uh, there's a contact page there uh, where they can reach out to me. Um, I just want to reinforce the what you just said about the the MAP program. It's it's hugely helpful. It's a great program, and uh, it was it was really helpful for me. And if for some reason pastors don't trust denominational uh, groups, PIR is here to offer many of the same things: coaching. Uh, we connect people with counselors. Uh, we have renewal plans, sabbatical planning. Uh, assessments that we can help out. And we partner with groups like Converge uh, to make sure that pastors are healthy. Uh, we don't compete. We uh, we support uh, right. the work that you're doing. Oh, it's so uh, We appreciate it very much. Hey, uh, if you would just uh, pray a prayer blessing on our pastors as, as we close. Sure. 
Father God, I just pray that uh, you would pour out a blessing by your Holy Spirit on uh, the pastors who are listening. Father, if there are any who heard some of those warning signs that they may be struggling, I pray that you would, by your Spirit, again, help them to discern what's going on in their hearts, in their souls, in their relationships, and to get the help that they need, whether that's through Converge or through PIR or some other group. Father, we pray that that you would provide the help they need to be healthy, whole, pastors who can joyfully minister to their church. And Lord, we ask that you'd be glorified in bringing this about. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks so much. Hey, in our next episode, we're going to talk about the church board. Uh, What kind of church board works best? How should we structure it? How do we train board members? Uh, How do we make sure our boards function well? This is such a critical piece of how we're going to be a healthy church. So thanks so much for joining us. Uh, We're just so grateful for each and every one of you. And so make sure you subscribe to this channel and uh, check out our website, advancethechurch.org. Advanced Podcast is a ministry of Convergement America. Our mission is to start and strengthen churches that exalt the name of Jesus Christ together. If you'd like to learn more about Convergement America, visit our website, convergementamerica.org.